Have you watched Squid Games? Welcome back to After Hour Happy Hour. We are your chaotic but cathartic co-hosts. I'm Jamila. I'm Vicky. I'm Sharon. And for today, we are talking about Squid Games because we all binged it in one week based on you guys' recommendations when we asked on Instagram. Also, if you haven't watched it, this is your fair warning that there's going to be spoilers in this episode. So if you haven't watched it and you don't like spoilers, listen to us afterwards. It's a super easy binge. Vicky finished it in one night. I finished it in 24 hours. <laughs> Sharon took a little bit longer. She took two days. So good, you guys. So, so good. You guys could watch it really quick, then come back to our episode. So Sharon, do you want to tell us what the series is about? So the series Squid Game is basically about a group of people, 456 people to be exact, who are either in debt or just like super desperate, don't have money, and they're lured into like a survival game. So they basically have the chance to win $39 million if they win a series of six games. And all these games are Korean childhood games, but the penalty is if you don't pass around, you die. These people just don't know it until they actually start playing the game. But also, it's not like a dystopian alternate world thing. It's just takes place in secret, like in an island. No one knows that it's going on. The normal world still exists and only select people get approached to play this game. Okay, but you know what's wild to me? I don't know if we want to jump so far into the episode, but this isn't the first Squid Game, according to the show, that they've had. There's multiple Squid Games that's happened before. And so there's so many people that has disappeared and it's just fine. I think it's just because they're considered nobodies in the world. No one will know if they're gone or like a lot of these people don't have a family or don't have status in the world where people would know that they're missing. (sighs) That makes me so sad. So overall thoughts, I guess. By the way, this episode is probably going to be all over the place. We don't have a structure. We're just talking about the, the drama. Yeah. Well, you know, I loved it because I don't binge shows ever, and I finished this in one night. After this, Squid Games, I realized that maybe I don't like rom-coms as much as I thought I did, and I liked more action because I really enjoyed how well thought out everything was. And I think it helped that I watched a little bit of the behind the scenes before I even watched the show in the first place because it was on my TikTok. And I was like, oh, I don't care if there's spoilers. I just want to see, like, why is it so good? And so... On top of acting, how the game was thought out and how manipulative it was, I really enjoyed that aspect of saying the director really thought out everything and like the rules and how people should play. And there was a bit of like, I don't think respect is the right word, but there's like, it's a fair game technically. So for me, I didn't watch any spoilers or I didn't see any clips whatsoever. All I knew was that it was really good and it was an easy binge. So that night, I just wanted to start it. And at episode one, I was like, damn, this is really intriguing because it was already pretty action-packed. And I want to continue because the idea of the series was just really interesting. But once it got to episode two, where... I feel like the writer was really good at using very realistic themes to hook you in, to pull your heartstrings, Mm -hmm. to either relate to the characters or to feel something other than like surprise into the drama. And that's when I got really hooked and just wanted to continue the series and see how 
each player plays out and i really really like the drama because like vicky said it was really original like i haven't seen anything like that i know some people said it's really similar to alice in borderland hopefully there is a season two because i just want to know like what happens next because i feel like there was a lot of unanswered things at the end that i still felt kind of confused about yeah see i have so many feelings about that because I'm sure he left it open-ended in case he wanted to collab with someone else or eventually yeah. it can go somewhere else. But I kind of wish it just ended at season one Same. because that ending was just... See, my hopes for a season two would be like, not exactly follow all the players through the games again, but more of that backstory. Kind of yeah. reversing in time to see why they came to be like this and seeing from other people's perspective, like characters that already exist, not so much a new, a new game. game. Um, or like, oh my gosh, you know how? Sorry, Sharon hasn't even shared her yeah. thoughts yet. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the what is that? America's Got Talent did like all the championships. Imagine everyone who ever won the games come back and play the game one more time. Like it's like the games. Hunger Games. Yeah. Anyone who knows the writers, take our ideas, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we give you the copyright, <laughs> please. <laughs> So for me, similar with Jam, I knew nothing about it. I've never walked into a show so blindly before. All I knew was that it was super good and that it was bloody. And I was really hesitant to watch it because I don't like bloody things. I'm not good at like thriller stuff, but it's not like that at all. Like I actually didn't think blood or anything was bad. And then I'm always hesitant within the first episode. Like I typically don't like stuff like this where I feel so strongly for characters. I get emotionally Mm. attached to characters. And so seeing how much they struggle and seeing how desperate they are where life is so insignificant unless they have to play a game and like win out of it. Pull down my heartstrings from episode one. But then two, three, four, I don't even know what happened. Like I just watched it back to back to back and it was like 1 a.m. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) It's strangely addicting. Like I just want to keep going. Mm -hmm. Every turn you think something's going to happen and it kind of doesn't or like something else happens. And I was like, yeah, I love how it's written out. But I really, really, really liked it. And it lived Mm -hmm. up to the hype. So but can we talk about the girl who lasted for the longest time? I hated how she died. She did not deserve that death. Of everyone in that, basically the main game players who stayed the longest, I feel like everyone got a very justified death besides her. And she deserved the most justified death. Okay, I think the person who deserves the most justified death is Allie. Oh! I think he he deserved her death. I feel like that made sense because he was so trusting. It was part of the game because yeah. like you could manipulate them however they want versus yeah. homegirl literally got sliced by the glass. She got sliced and then the guy killed yeah. her. I know, but she wouldn't have been in that position to begin with if she didn't get sliced by the blowing yeah. up glass. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was so just like she didn't even earn that death, you know, like there's no play for her. Yeah. I was watching a video of someone talking about the series and they said that Sangwoo the mm-hmm. 218 he actually did the main character a big favor by taking out 67 because one the main character and her might have like just ended the game was like no majority wins and they end the game but two it takes out the guilt out of the main character if it was down to them yeah i understand why it happened but i kind of wish they added in something else just for the sake of like one her backstory was the best out of all of them she actually had a reason to be in this game you know she deserved to get this chance because she wanted to save her brother to only die a death because 
blown up glass and like getting sliced. I wish they at least would have been like she fought for something or like she died for somebody else. I don't know, something like that. When he was like banging on the door to get the doctors to help her, I already knew they were going to bring in the box. But I thought she would have died in that time span, like naturally, not mm-hmm. because the other guy stabbed her. Yeah. So then when I saw that part, I literally, I was just like so shook. My mouth was open. Usually I would have cried at a scene like that. I did not cry. I was just so shook. And my level of hatred just... <sighs> for that guy i had to re-watch that scene because i was like that did not just happen he didn't just kill her with three people left you did not just kill her did you guys cry at all during the show i teared up at some point i think but i forgot which point i for sure cried at the girl scene when the two girls oh going up against each other and then they were talking about their life like why they're here and then she literally just dropped her marble and was like you have more to live for thank you i just Mm -hmm. I was gone. See, I that's why I was like, I wish there's more backstory to like more of the players because that girl's backstory is so freaking oh, yeah. sad. Yeah. On the topics of death, you know what was my favorite death though? It was when the crazy <laughs> woman <laughs> just hugged yeah. the bully down straight from the bridge. I was like, yes, dude, yep. that's such a boss way to leave. I know. Yeah. I was like, your dick is small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite death. I give mad props to how she took him out. Also, he's yes. kind of stupid for thinking that she would actually go in front of him. But, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Men are stupid, so. Yep. Dude, Dude, speaking of that, I was so surprised when I saw the nudity. I was like, whoa. Because even though it's a Netflix-produced drama, but I just never thought it would be in a Korean Netflix-produced drama. And I was like, whoa. This is new. And then the creepy white white dude VIP person down. who was yeah. like, if you satisfy me in five minutes. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh my I was God. like, ew. <laughs> I sent this theory to Vicky, but then there was a theory that at the train mm. station where oh, the suitcase oh, where the suitcase man gives them the red or blue paper and every contestant chooses the blue one, but what if they chose the red one? Like, do they become the guards? Like, I want to know who decides the guards, like how they get to that position. And they're also heartless. Yeah. yeah, there's another theory that you know how it's like if you chose blue, you would have woken up as a players versus if you chose red, you potentially woke up as the guards. Guard, yeah. Obviously, in each game, there's a winner, right? And they win a bunch of money. And so there's a theory that all those winners recklessly spent all their money again and they are like bottom of the food chain all over again. And then the front man or whoever reaches out for them to play again. And then they wake up as the guards, which makes sense because they're all so ruthless when it comes to killing and yeah you know being a part of the system especially when they're making the what is the candy part targona yeah yeah that part when they like literally blankfully shoot them in the face for losing when i saw snippets of that on tiktok before i watched this show i was like are they robots literally no emotion they just point blank shoot them dead and they're humans I don't know where people come up with these theories, but I love reading the theories about it. Yeah. But another scene, talking about guards, you know, one of the guards, they were like corrupted and they were just transporting organs, like yeah. the black market stuff. I think that was the most bloody or gory scene in the entire drama where you could see them taking oh, out yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but certain parts like that, I understand adding like another depth to the show, but I didn't see the point. That was one of them. And then the other one was the cop. I didn't understand his purpose in the show. I think that's where season two comes in. There's a theory that he's not dead. Yes, I refuse to believe he is dead. He's too hot. (laughs) That too. (laughs) 
But my question was, how the heck did his cell phone last the entire week? Probably just had it off. And then at night, he would just dee, 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 dee. for a yeah. week. Damn, that's a strong ass cell phone. I saw a quote where it was like all the players were playing the game, but then the cop was playing Among Us. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of holes that were unanswered so that if there's a season two. It should be answered there. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how his older brother got roped into it because he won the game. but Then he ended up being the front man, the front man or like how long he's been disappeared for. Yeah, because like. If you remember the beginning when the cop brother was trying to look for him, his apartment was like in the cuts, basically. He lived in a really small room and it was like, if you're hella rich, you wouldn't be living there. So what's his backstory for the front man? Yeah, so that's why I said I hope season two is more of the same characters, but giving us their backstories of how the Squid Games came to be or how everyone got to where it is. Oh, yeah, because you know how he told the creepy vip guy like tell me everything you know about the game so he recorded all that the vip guy must have told him exactly how the game started Mm, or whatever and then he sent it to the cops and then there was nothing and then he was shot so then i feel like we have to know what exactly the game is about and i'm assuming that's gonna happen in season two Mm mm-hmm I also don't understand the ending, given that I did skip watch a lot of the man and the the grandpa and the 456, 56, 456. <laughs> I skip watched their conversation, so I didn't really get it, <laughs> like the ending. It was basically just him saying, one, me and my friends were bored and they want some thrill in their lives. So they create this game. And two, he didn't believe the good in people. He didn't believe mm-hmm. that people would help other people. And he kind of, I guess, wanted to use the games to prove a point. Oh my God. Did you guys see the theory that 456 is his son? Oh my God. Wait, I didn't see that theory, but I thought about it. Yeah. Wait, how? Because there's little clips. There's one scene where they were grabbing milk and egg or whatever the breakfast was. And then he was yeah. like, oh, do you have chocolate milk? And then oh, as they were walking yes. back, the grandpa was like, you used to get scolded a lot when you were younger, huh? And he was like, how'd you know? And he was like, my son is also like that. And then also in the marble game, when they were in the alley, he kept saying, I used to live here. I lived around the corner and both of them grew up in that area or whatever. And then they also coincidentally saw each other at the market when they ended the first game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of theories about what's bothered son. But also, I'm really sad. This is the first time where I was sad about a spoiler. There was a clip on freaking TikTok where the title was like, this grandpa is only playing like this because he's the leader of it all. I didn't even get the chance to like scroll past it. And I was just like, fuck. So the whole time I was watching this, I was like, fuck this grandpa. Like he's the leader of it all. Yeah. So I didn't feel any empathy for him. I watched another video where it's like all the clues that you miss about knowing that he was a mastermind behind it all. And I was like, it actually makes so much sense because if you look at all the contestants, they're all people in difficult circumstances who are in debt and they're all around like 30 to like maybe 50. And he's the only one who's an outlier and he's like number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I felt like starting after game two, I was like, I don't like this because it's getting extremely barbaric. Yeah. I feel like from game one, everyone had a fair shot. Game two, I guess, maybe not as much because it all depends on the shape that you get. But still, it's like a quick death. I'd rather be killed fast than anything versus like the tug of war and then the glass thing where you fall to your death. I was like, "Mm, I don't like this. Wait, that leads me to the question. Remember, I was telling you guys in the group chat was like, I'm watching it and I'm thinking what game would I want to die at? So now that I just watch all the games, what game would you guys choose to die at? (laughs) And shoot me. Any of the ones where you shoot me. So games one or two. I think I would want to die. I want to say tug of war. I don't know. That's hard. 
bro i just want to get shot and die i don't want to fall to my death especially like the height stuff i was freaking out see i i can't do games where it's like anxiety driven you're literally a life or death 50 50 shot like that would kill me i would just jump off Dude, I would just die the first game because every game after you have this anxiety of like your next move is going to kill you. It, it might kill you. But that first mm-hmm. game, dude, I would just move and just boom. <laughs> Do you guys think we had, you guys would survive this quick game? <laughs> no. Hell no. Actually, I'm a follower. So I feel like I resonate with the girl. I follow people. So in the first game, I would be able to survive because... I don't think I'd be dumb enough where I'm like, okay, if guns are shooting, I'm not going to run to a door, especially like knowing that common sense, it's a game and then you play and then you stop and then the second game. And if I see people start licking or like something like that, I would start following. So I'd survive there. The tug of war is the one where I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. I just feel like you have to be extremely smart and calm when it comes to situations where it is very anxiety inducing like tug of war thing to be completely honest that thing was so smart strategically speaking like the leaning back and then when everyone's pulling you take three steps forward so everyone falls i was like yeah yeah no my mind would not be there yeah i was in that situation i just "Mm, nope nope (laughs) sharon would be the crazy lady No, even for red light, green light, I don't think I would survive because I think I would just go in panic mode. Mm. I don't think my brain could calm down. (laughs) That's why I'm like, I could survive the tug of war because if I get panicked, I'd freeze, which is perfect. Wait, that's not perfect. You have to move for tug of war. (laughs) Yeah, but then I freeze enough to like, oh shit, that's happening. Okay, now what do I do? Instead of like first reaction is to run, which is like guaranteed death, you know? Wait, are you talking about red light, green light? Yeah. Oh, you said tug, of, tug war. of war. Oh, whoops. <laughs> That's why I was like, the first what? game. I was like, freeze, you're going to fall over the ledge, yeah. man. Whoops. <laughs> whoops. Uh, wait, I thought that, I mean, I'm clearly wrong, but I thought that there was not just one winner. Like, when the games first started, they made it sound like if you quit the game, then the money goes to those lives lost. But if yeah. you stay and you win all six rounds where it's not elimination it's just everyone gets to survive with their chance there doesn't have to be one winner so then when there was only one winner i was like i would have ended this game a long time ago yeah i think it's only one winner that's why i'm saying like still that many people came back which is really sad if you think about it like i'd rather die in this game than live out there in the real world but like one winner i'm sorry i'm not an optimist like that i know i wouldn't survive so like no yeah see i feel like they that was the unfair part is they made it sound like there could be more than one winner but you know as the game goes on they will manipulate Mm. the game to only have one winner so sad i guess it's also they're so desperate Yeah. yeah i think that's a sad part I thought this was like the really well thought out part when they did the first game and then everyone realized that penalty was death instead of like you get to leave and go home and they get a fair chance to choose, oh, do you want to continue playing or do you want to all go home? And then they're like, let's switch the order because the grandpa who was the leader was number one. So he's the last person to choose. But I didn't understand why did he say no? Was he just banking that everybody would come back? I read something about that is because he knows how desperate people are i mean he's seen all the past games so he knows how desperate people are to come back and i think psychologically if you say no and then people leave and they go out and they experience how shitty their lives are and they realize that they're willing to bet everything to win the games then when they come back is 
less likely that they will want to leave again, but also everyone is willing to fight so much harder, which I guess quote unquote makes it more entertaining for people to watch. That is so manipulative. But it's so well thought out because in the final, when it was just them three, you know, she was dying and then she was like, I want to go home. Then her and the main character could have ended the game. But because he, the third guy overheard it, he was like, no, I'm not going home. So yeah. that's why he had to kill her. So that yeah. way he had an opportunity to still win all the money. And I was like, yeah. oh, so crazy. I think the whole game itself, the writing portion is really well thought out where I don't yeah. feel like there's any gaps and holes where the gaps and holes is more of the backstory part. Like knowing. Yeah each character rather than the game itself yeah yeah okay so many people were saying that like oh yeah what he did was shitty but if you were really in that situation you would do anything to survive i don't think i can do that the whole time all i could think about is yeah you did all of this and then you get the money but after you get the money are you going to be able to live with yourself exactly because he he didn't yeah he, it was such a good casting though because that guy who is manipulative has such a good face to play that game. He had a very trusting face, but also when he made those decisions, you could tell like, oh shit, he's planning something. The moment when he knew that they were going to make the candy because he like remembered it, I was like, fuck, he's going to be that person. But dude, the main character also knew i think he already knew that his yes. childhood friend wasn't the same childhood friend when that second game happened but he just kind of was willing to trust him and i think that's also his character development because in the beginning he was this person who just didn't care mm-hmm. about anyone whatsoever but then as he went through the games and he really relied on that teamwork and yeah. i just love that character development you're right because remember when they first got out of the game he was like help me untie me to the girl if you untie me then i won't ask for my money back that you stole and then she mm-hmm. untied him and he was like give me my money back yeah but then at the end when she was dying he was gonna go kill the other guy and she was like mm-hmm. don't do it you're not this man or yeah. something like that and i was like damn that, that girl's character, character development, development her too, too. yeah, yeah. like them. going from not trusting anyone to trusting people okay my only thing was that the main character waited a year before he rescued her brother from the orphan and i just that part i was just like come on what the heck okay but the man been through a lot <laughs> I know, I know, but like, but you know, she you said when we're out of here. Yeah. 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 And the boy had the same name as S. Coops. So I like love the boy <laughs> even more because he was so cute. He had big eyes. Dude, oh the boy was God. really, really cute. He was yeah. very cute. <laughs> Did you guys think that the, the ending when it was the two, like I didn't even consider season two being a thing. I was so into the show itself that I was like, this is it. You know how yeah. when it was the last two and the Sunu, I don't even know his name, stabbed himself? Mm. Do you guys think that was going to happen? Because I should have thought he was going to stab the main character. Me and too. he was going to win. Yeah. I didn't think he'd sacrifice himself after everything that he's been through. All Same. the games he pulled. I didn't think he would sacrifice himself, but at the same time, knowing that is a series, I was like, the main character has to live. Yeah. See, I I was like, this isn't a show anymore. This is real life right now, and the main character is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> so invested. See, there's so many times where I genuinely wondered, for example, the tug of war, if they didn't ha- win, what would have happened? Exactly. No, I saw somewhere, apparently, I think I saw either a TikTok or something, they said that his hands weren't tied to the <gasps> ropes. Like, it wasn't cuffed to it, apparently. But the, how did that would have worked if... It was really hard to see, even in what they zoomed in on, but it just looked like it wasn't actually tied to it. 
that's just freaking weird no see like that throws me off because i'd rather the creator of the game be some psychopathic person i mean i guess he is but he just said oh poor people and rich people are basically the same where they get bored of life so let's just throw them in a game it wasn't like society fucked me up you know I feel like maybe there is a backstory there because he never fully explained it. Like he, yes, he says it to the main guy, like I was bored and stuff. But then at the same time, he died before. Okay, so you know how he, him and the main guy made a bet. If the homeless guy, if someone was to save him, he would tell him the real reason. And then even though he explains it, but he still died before seeing it. So maybe there is actually some like hidden story behind there that fucked him up. I hope so. But also... I hated the tile scene where like it was the people watching and then they were just like controlling it and these people were dying in front of their eyes. It like kills me to think that there's actually people who are psychopathic enough to really enjoy scenes like that. They would sit Mm -hmm. there and be like, oh my God, let me like smoke a cigar and like get a glass of drink and like see these people die in front of me. And bet on them. Exactly. Part of it is like the writer is a genius, but at the same time, He's a psychopath. (laughs) How did he think of all of this? (laughs) Yeah. That's why I'm like, psychopaths, you either go the genius route or you kill people, you know? You write so that you can kill people. Exactly. So you feel Mm -hmm. it, but then you actually aren't doing anything illegal. And then you do something Mm -hmm. great for the world because we get the show to watch. (laughs) Dude, but it's so funny because there's a lot of characters who made an Instagram after the show blew up. They didn't have social media before. So it's one, cool to see how big they got from the show but two like people thirst on like their ig and stuff you know the i saw a tiktok people were like bark like they're like barking in his comments or they're like you can be my psychopath or something like all these thirst (laughs) tweets and i'm like bro are you guys okay dude isn't he like older i mean 40 is he married asians don't waste and man that man looks good But you know the girl, number 67, that was her acting debut. Yeah. I know. But she was a model before that. But she's like, she's like really close with Jenny. And I was like, damn, that's the two prettiest best friends I've ever seen. Because I think she's so pretty. I think she's, she's like another soul for me from Nevertheless. Oh my God. They're both just so, wow. Like, why am I straight? (laughs) Do you know what Nikki from Enhypen looks like? Yes. I think they have very similar features. Oh, and this picture, they kind of look alike. Yeah. Okay, so basically, for those people who follow our Instagram, Vicky posted a story, and this was before all three of us watched it. So I remember Vicky texted us in the group chat like, oh, is this saying, do you want to play the game, or would you play the game or something? And then she posted that on her story, like, would <gasps> you play the game? 51% of people voted yes. And I was like... Are you, you guys have, okay? <laughs> I you better have really imagined like you coming from dirt nothing, like struggling to survive kind of thing to have answered yes because other than that, you're there's weird. There's some there's somebody <laughs> who like actually replied and was like, "What kind of followers do you guys have? Why would yes. 50% of them say yes?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "I don't know, man." Cuz now that we know the game, I'm like, "Uh, that's kind of a lot of people. Majority to yeah. vote yes." Is money that important? Let's say you are past the first game, like how these people were, and you knew that the penalty was death. Would you return? If I knew that there was only one winner, I 100% would not play the game again because knowing my luck, I would not survive that shit. If I'm thinking about it, like, let's just say I was that guy, the main character, and then I had to go out, like, I thought I'd just be so miserable and helpless because Mm. my mom has diabetes, I have so much debt, and part of me is just like, even though I won't make it to the end of the game, 
But if I die here, I won't have like any more liabilities to anyone. Yeah. Dude, but he didn't even use his money. Yeah. You're so fucked up to the point after the game where like what even is life worth living for? So yeah. that's why I feel like if I was thinking that way, I feel like I would return because I'm just like, even though I don't know, I won't be the last player, but maybe dying is better. Yeah, I would go to the living. game to die. Yeah. See, I wish he didn't <laughs> kill his mom. That was like the t- the part that I was just like, fuck, he went through so much. And like the main reason why he went back was like for his daughter and for his mom. And then he came home and his mom died. Like, what the fuck? At least let him save his mom and then go into his one year hermit crab life. <laughs> Dude. And he was, he gave it a year to make the trip to America to go yeah. see his daughter. And then at the boarding thing, he turned around. I was like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> just to play the fucking game again. Yeah. I think he's trying to bring it down, but like, yeah. I was like, dude, I think I really just want to know the the aspect of the game now because you know the guards. There's the circle, the triangle, and the square. Mm. And among them, I think square is the top ranking, and then the triangles yeah. are the bottom. Like even that system, I want to know. The police guy came in as a bottom tri- circle. A triangle? I just know he was a bottom, and then he took the dead guy's square, right? He started at the bottom and then he realized there was a hierarchy. So then when one of the guys died because he revealed himself, he took that he mask took oh, and then he yeah. became like at the top. So then when people saw his mask, they're like, oh, fuck, like, sorry, I didn't mean to speak to you. Damn. He was in financial trouble and spent his time in cafes writing the squid game. Oh, oh my what? gosh. So this kind of like he's able to pull on a heartstring so much and yeah. tell this in a realistic theme because he's been one of those person who's been on desperate times yeah and he's worked on this since 2008 okay i also saw somewhere though that yeah he wrote this or this was written in like 07 or something but no one took it on because or no one in korea took it on because they thought it was too bloody or something like that which wouldn't be too hard to believe because korea's come a long way since in media when it comes to like showing graphic things so dude oh yeah he said he started it in 2008 and finished it within a year but because the concept was really bizarre no one took it but then he said but after about 12 years the world has changed into a place where such peculiar violent survival stories are actually welcomed damn our our social media is fucked (laughs) people commented on how this series is relevant to real life i think the underlying themes are there it's just very amplified in a very bloody way you know how Vicky made that comment about how the author said it's been 12 years and society has come a long way and this is like the content that is more acceptable now? Is I it kind know. of fucked up that like our society? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, it is. It is. It really is. Damn, this is crazy. You know what's even crazier is like shit like this airs and then nothing changes in our world. <laughs> That's true. And so those are our thoughts on Squid Games. Obviously, we had a lot of thoughts because it was such a good show. So please go watch it if you haven't. Let us know what you feel about the games afterwards. For all those people who said yes, they would be in the games, please. Why? (laughs) Are you okay? Do we need to talk? Let us know. DM us. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.